1: We'll close your eyes eyes the baby song
0: We drove the box truck up to Colwyn Bay, Wales. Most of us had to ride in the back of the truck with the equipment. We couldn't see out and it was freezing back there, but that was the deal. It was not an assuring thought of Dakowski up front driving on the wrong side of the road. If any bad was to befall us, at least we would never see it coming. We load into this freezing hall that's above the water. The Nigheist Heist went on first. The Nigheist Heist was a band made up of mugger, black flag types, and any road crew we could find. The evening's lineup included Ian on bass and Spot on guitar. I think Dez played drums. They played and people loved them and covered them with spit and beer. Poor Mugger. He just scored that nice sweater from good old Jimmy Percy and made the mistake of playing in it. By the time their short set was over, the sweater was covered with saliva and beer. I think he threw it out. So finally we get to play. We're having a great old time and the audience is cool and we're right in the middle of a song called Padded Cell, and the song just kind of falls over. And I look to Greg to see what's going on, and he's holding his head, and there's blood streaming down his face. I ask him what the hell happened, and he says he got hit with a bullet. Greg was shot? No. Someone threw a bullet at him and opened him up. I looked up right in time to see a pint mug smash against the wall over the drum riser. Time to leave. End of show. After that, we're sitting backstage wondering what the fuck we're going to do. This kid named Fred comes backstage to talk to us. I ask him why someone threw the bullet at Greg. He said it was some skinheads that came to the show just to break it up. They didn't know who we were. All they knew was we were Americans and we had to be beaten up. We had no place to stay, of course, and Fred said that we could stay with him. We drove the truck up to his parents' place and find out it's a small house. Mugger quickly scams on the guy's sister. He's in. A few of the others quickly run in. There's no more room. I go out to the truck with Chuck. I try to go to sleep in the back of the truck with my trench coat as a blanket. At some point, I did fall asleep. I remember getting up in the morning and seeing frozen condensation drops on the ceiling of the truck and Dukowski sleeping away in his sleeping bag that he had been smart enough to bring. He looked so peaceful and happy sleeping there that I wanted to slug him. Eventually, we got up and left for Preston, England. So we get to Preston and find out that it's depressing and freezing. Hours later, we're playing in this small, freezing dump. The nightly skinhead confrontation happened. They came backstage and tried to fuck us up. I remember Dukowski knocking one of them hard with his bass, and Ian dealing on one. I think I got in a couple of shots as well. They were thrown out by the security, a single black man with a heavy accent. We kept playing and finished the set. After the set, we had to stay inside because the skinheads were outside waiting for us. We figured that since we had no place to go, we might as well stay inside and let them freeze. I was hoping that they would be so stupid that they would stay out there and freeze to death and that would be the end of it. We hung out with this old man who was really drunk. He sang songs and we all sang along with him even though we didn't know any of the words. Finally, the skinheads left. But before they did, they ripped off the mirrors of the truck and kicked in the sides. Hey, it was a rental who gives a fuck. A few days later, we were to drive to Leeds to play the Christmas on Earth festival. It was a ton of bands with the headliners being the damned. We got there early and had nothing to do all day except hang out and watch the endless run of horrible bands. Ian and I got in a brief food fight with Captain Sensible. A lot of the bands were showing up without equipment. Stupidly, we were lending our rented gear to them. GBH used our stuff and later slagged us off in the press. The Any Nowhere lead used our stuff as well. Somewhere in there we got to play. The stagehands were yelling at us to hurry up. We got out there with no sound check, and the first note Chuck hits, he breaks his big string. Somehow we get it together when we play a set. I don't remember much except Ian coming on stage and saying, Hey man, don't take the brown acid, man. It's a bummer, man. Hey man, there's been a baby born out there. I think we're gonna name it Sid. Far out, man. A la Woodstock. I don't know how many of these stupid punkers got it, but we sure were laughing looking out at it, these 3,000 clones. We finished the last song and no one did anything. They didn't even hurl abuse. I swear I could hear leather jackets being zipped up all the way at the back. After our set was over, it was time for the punk rock star bands to play. The ones that you had traveled on a train from who-the-hell-knows-where and stood in piss-and-water hours to see. Vice Squad, the band fronted by Becky Bondage, played. They played their single two times. The band was pathetic. Chelsea went out there next, milking it for what it was worth. It was high comedy to listen to the ridiculous things that was coming out of the singer's mouth. This is the greatest thing since 77. Incredible. The UK subs, on the other hand, were great. They rocked the place. I didn't see how a crowd like that would be into something with that much energy. Before the damned went on, I walked through the audience back towards the toilets. It was a mess. People passed out asleep in three inches of water. The men's room was trashed with a few inches of piss and water on the floor. It looked like a war zone. People were all over the place, all messed up. Puke everywhere. Punk rock! Excellent! The damned and were great. I knew they would be anyway. This is where the story gets good. The trunk rental company came and repossessed our truck from the parking lot. We were left with no way to get the rental gear back down to London. We were also supposed to be leaving the next day. We went from band to band asking for help. None of them would even talk to us. We didn't even think to ask the Subs or the Damned. They were the headliners. As soon as they found out that we were stuck, they immediately came to our aid. The UK Subs had their crew load our gear into their truck, and they said they'd even take it down to the rental place we rented the gear from and put it back. The Damned had a coach with a lot of extra seats, and they said we could all get on and ride back to London, no problem. Now how cool are these guys? So I'm walking onto the bus thinking that this is the coolest thing, to be riding in the bus with the Damned. I get on and the bus driver says it's full and he won't take any more people because it's the law. Mugger and I are left to get down to London on our own somehow with no money. Typical. We go to the train station and it's full of punkers waiting to get home. We meet up with some kid who has some passes or something. We scam on the train and get down to London. We get out of the train and we have just enough money to get a cab back to the girls' house. They weren't home and it's dawn and it's freezing and so we said the hell with it and we broke into the damn place. We beat the rest of the guys back by hours. I'm in a great mood because we're going to be leaving and we're going to be going back to America. We get our gear together and hump it to the train and go out to the airport. We are, of course, too late and are denied access. We'll have to wait another day. So we hump all the gear back to this girl's house. And at this point, the girls are getting pretty pissed off at us. But they're cool to us anyway. So we spend the rest of that day sitting around doing nothing in this cramped space. The next day, Ian gets up really early and says he's leaving to the airport. I say he's got hours to go before we leave. He says he's not going to miss the plane again, and off he goes. Hours later, we're out there again, running down the street with our luggage and assorted pieces of equipment. We get to the airport and check in. We get yelled at because we're so late. They have to hold up the flight several minutes for us. The entire flight is boarded. They didn't even bother to look at our passports. The lady at the gate was furious. I was so glad to be leaving, I didn't even care. I have never been so happy to be on an airplane in all of my life. I'll never forget walking in my seat with all these people giving us the eye because they knew full well that we were the reason that they had been sitting on the ground. I saw Ian grinning at me, shaking his head, pretending he didn't know who we were. Due to visa problems, Robo was detained in the UK. The show in Leeds ended up being Robo's last show ever with Black Flag. We flew to Dulles Airport near Washington. I spent the evening hanging out with some friends in town. I took a bath at this guy's house, first time I had bathed in several days. As I sunk under the water, a few hunks of spit reconstituted and floated to the surface. I decided that the next time I went back to England, I would handle myself and the audiences differently. December 23rd, New York City. We were in the shits because we had no drummer. We called Bill Stevenson from the Descendants and asked him to fly in and play with us. He knew all the songs well enough, so we came right out and the tour resumed. It was a great gig. The tension of seeing if we could pull it off only added to the excitement. Bill played great. We were happy to be back in the States with an audience that was into us, not trying to attack us and spit on us. It was a great homecoming. Christmas, Passaic, New Jersey. We were in New York hanging out. I think we were staying in the place on Avenue A where the Bad Brains had recorded their roar sessions. The Necros were in town and told us they were going to Lodi, New Jersey to hang out with the Misfits. We went along to see the show. We ended up being the opening band. It was so cool. The Misfits were so great that night. So were the Necros. It was one of those nights that you know you're never going to forget. New York. The Peppermint Lounge. It was cool to play on the stage where I first saw Black Flag. They made us go on at some obscene hour in the morning. I remember when we loaded out, the sun was coming up. Chicago, Illinois. We played two sets with Husker du. They were amazing, as you would expect. It was a good night. It was so cold outside when we loaded out after the show. Most of us were still wet from playing. The best was yet to come. We had a show in L.A. in less than two days. We hauled ass across the country, sometimes not even stopping to use the bathroom. He went right out the window. We would stop at gas stations and get food in small stores and then get back in the van and go. New Year's, Los Angeles. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. We pulled into the Olympic Auditorium in time for a late sound check. It was a wild show. The Blasters played before us. In my mind, they were a great band that not enough people ever found out about. Bill Bateman is one of the best drummers there is, and then, of course, there was the Alvin Brothers. A lot of talent for one band. I thought we played well. It was a great feeling to have gone all over the place and to have made it back. I felt more legitimate with a real tour under my belt. What I didn't know was the heavy shit was still yet to come. Hours after the gig, I was on the floor of SST trying to get to sleep. I was glad it was over, but when I found out that Bill had a Descendants gig up in San Francisco the next night, I remember feeling jealous that he was going to get to play and I wasn't. I was hooked. We came back to Los Angeles in late July and got ready to go out again in September. The tour was aborted in Canada due to the cartilage in my right knee falling apart. We had to drive home and I had to get surgery on my knee. 1983 was much better by comparison. February 5th, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We picked up the Minutemen. Ten people in this van now. We're packed in like sardines. The drives are going to be hell, but that's okay. We get to play. Now at the East Side Club. What a dump. All these guys running around like they're in the Mafia. Give me a break. I cut myself up with a piece of broken glass to get myself ready to play tonight. I don't know if anyone would understand that. Tomorrow we leave with the Minutemen for England. I hope the plane doesn't crash into the sea. To be free you have to speak a different language. You have to think in another frame of mind. There's no hope in life. You get temporary breathers and that's it. Sometimes I need a dark room and stupidity to dull the pain. There's no such thing as friendship. You just get what you need when you need it as fast as you can. The only reason that people give is so they can take later on. I went walking, ended up in front of a Seven Eleven. I saw an old woman huddled in front. That'll be a tough one to deal with, a place to sleep without freezing to death. This is a cold place. No one lives here. They just die. People are disgusting, so tough, so mean, so scared. I can speak some of their language, but I can't translate it to save my life. I walked along the street and looked into the windows of all these bars, all the people inside staring off into space. What a lost place we're stuck in. February 7th, London. Landed okay, now at some lady's house. I don't know who she is, I guess she's a friend of the promoter or something. Oh, shit, some of the guys from the Anti-Nowhere League just came in. What a drag. Trapped in a cold, fucked-up house with no money, no food, and these punk rock shitheads. I don't like touring with other bands, but I guess it's cool that the Minutemen are with us. Everyone should get a chance to see them. Their new record is finished, but it's not out yet. It's great. Tomorrow's practice and running. Thursday, we hit it. We have to destroy them. If you want to destroy, you have to prepare. You have to practice. You have to learn your pain. The fact that there's a lot of people and almost no room on this tour is going to make it hard. The Minutemen have hardly been out the door, let alone on a black flag tour. We'll see how they hold up. You're not an American until you leave America. The people at this house aren't letting us forget where we're from for a second. I would rather be a human being than an American. Whatever. It's all over when we hit stage. Like Dukowski says, What the fuck? Fuck shit up. February 8th, London. Listened to Electric Ladyland with Dez today. The bitch of the house didn't like it, but hey, it was in her record collection. Practice was okay. We're going through rented equipment, so Greg is having a hard time of it. I think Dukowski never sounded better. The practice place is cold, fucked up, bad lights. It took us a long time to get here because we didn't know which side of the river the place was on and ended up crossing bridges for over an hour. I hate England. I knew this was coming. We're out of food and money. February 9th, London. It's 9 a.m. and everyone's asleep. I'm in the kitchen. Today will be a bad day. Long practice and little or no food. I'm used to this. This is the black flag thing. The only thing I want besides the chance to play is a meal and the chance to get some sleep. I think that deep inside we're all running from something. Thinking about the time I was in D.C. recently makes me see that. The lady from the Melody Maker magazine who interviewed me asked me why I'm so heavy. I'm heavy? I tried to explain the way I see things. I don't think it worked. I could tell by the way she looked at me. I walk through life with a heavy heart, a deep sorrow. It makes me go. A heavy stone. I would rather try and write it out than talk to anyone about it. There's nothing to say to anyone anyway. Maybe some girl I could talk to. My brain moves from meal to meal. That may seem pretty funny, but that's the way it is right now. I can't wait to be able to think of some other things and not have to be preoccupied with thoughts of where the next meal is coming from. It makes me mean. The bottom line is that we get to play.
1: Bye. Uh-huh.